five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. Yeah, eat, sleep, fantasy, you rocking with the best NFL fantasy football podcast We talking mock drafts, running backs Better follow the conversation with John, Dale, Christian, and Armando Screaming Eat Nation, we doing what we like Tune in every week, guarantee we get it hype Fantasy football enthusiasts, I know you plan to be Joining us on Eat, Sleep, Fantasy Yeah, Eat, Sleep, Fantasy Welcome to another episode of Eat Seat Fantasy. I am your host, Armando Crespo. This is my first intro ever. Oh, so, uh, <laughs> you pop in the cherry. I know, this is great. They usually don't trust me with this power, but John's new. He doesn't know. <laughs> <laughs> Mistake has been made. <laughs> uh, so the guy with me here is John. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. John Chapman, you can follow him at what's your Twitter handle, John? Strong start, uh, JL underscore Chapman, JL underscore Chapman. I do a whole bunch of football stuff, not just fantasy, but um, yeah, lots of fantasy and stuff over there, but a lot of film and cut-ups for all NFL teams, especially uh, the 49ers, so yeah. Um, John? Yep. What are we going to be talking about today? I kind of forgot. That's okay. <laughs> Again, strong start. Um, we've got a lot of stuff to go through, you know, all training camp news, updated injuries, holdouts, all that kind of stuff. Then we are going to be going over quarterbacks. So this is the signal caller episode of Fantasy Football. Armando and I are going to argue through some quarterback ranks because we differ on some guys. We agree on a few, but uh, it's going to get a little weird. Just warning everybody. Just a little bit. Um, so before we kick off, we're going to talk a little bit about the news that happened over the past couple of days. And I think the biggest news, which I have foreshadowed, Alfred Morris has signed with the Dallas Cowboys. And uh, last time we talked, we were like, oh, Ezekiel Elliott's going gonna, gonna to sign any day now. It's going to be fine. This is kind of scaring me off, John. It, this is big. You know, Jerry Jones comes out and throws shade like only Jerry Jones slash human version of Mr. Burns can. Um, 
He says, you know, you don't need to have a Russian champion to win a Super Bowl, um, which is funny because the last time they won a Super Bowl, guess what? They had a rushing champion, but uh, I think with his age, he doesn't remember a lot of the things that happened in his life. But this is, you know, a little bit of, they're throwing shade. The, the important date here, which you've mentioned before, is August 6th. That is the day he has to show up before qualifiers and penalties start kicking in in a major, major way. So I, I still think that Zeke will return. He's in Mexico having a corona, chilling, but um, I, I think he will return. He's got some time. He's got another week. Yeah, uh, yeah. August six is the date, like you said. Um, just so we everyone understands, to, I don't think Alfred Morris is a handcuff to own. If anything goes sideways, it's Tony Pollard who's taking the first team reps. Um, I know there's a lot of Weber fan, but right now it's Pollard who's getting all the reps. Do you agree or disagree with that? I think here's the deal: if Zeke comes back, Alfred Morris is absolutely he's going to be dropped the next second. So it's boom or bust right now. So if it, he's free, he's not on anybody's dynasty rosters, whatever. So if he is still out there, go pick him up and then offer him in a trade for anything. You know, Armando and I had this conversation. Um, who was it about? It was about one of the running backs that you picked up. Was it Tony Pollard? Pollard? Yeah. Yeah, it was Tony. Buy low, sell high. Um, the idea that Tony Pollard or Zeke or um, Alfred Morgus are going to be fantasy studs to win you a game, I don't think is likely. Um, I love going off emotional news and capitalizing on that. So that's what I would do. Anything that you can get, package Tony Pollard and Lamar Miller and see if you can get like a legit RB2, something like that. Um, that's what I would be doing. So just to dive a little deeper into this, um, if you have Tony Pollard, you should be targeting the owner of Ezekiel Elliott. Like that is where you're going to get the most bang for your buck. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, let's just say Zeke doesn't, sign i mean pollard i think is a top 24 guy i mean he hasn't played a snap in the nfl but any running back that's going to get the pri- i think almost all the work right. is in that range so i mean that's what you're gambling away is that possibility but you know it is very unlikely i don't think we'll see a levy on bell situation this early in uh, zeke's career yeah and and again you we mentioned this before he still has two years on his contract and that's before franchise tag. So uh, all of the cards are with the Cowboys here. This is not, I think it's just posturing. Maybe he didn't want to come to camp. Like this is something that's going to happen. So capitalize on it quick. You have less than a week. Unfortunately, every fantasy football league seems to have a Cowboys fan, which sucks for the world. But uh, reach out to that Cowboys fan. See what you can do. Yeah. Um, so lighter news, Andrew Luck did not practice on Tuesday. I don't think we have to worry about this. I know he has injury history, but I think it's fine. It's his calf. Um, I will say this. It's been two months. He didn't practice in OTAs or minicamp because of this calf either. So it, it's sticking around a little bit longer than most calf strains. Uh, it's a, it, I feel like half of the news right now in the NFL is calf strains. But, um, yeah, it's something that he's going to play. Not too worried about it. But if he's not throwing by week two or three, man, I might move him down my rank some. I'll be honest. Yeah, yeah you got him at three right now. I mean, that's pro- I have him at two. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't move him any lower than five at this point, like if he continues to miss time. Um, so that's just me. Uh, Damian Williams uh, did not practice again on Tuesday. I don't think it's a serious injury, but he does have a history of missing games and being injury prone-ish. Um, so, I mean, for me, this, I just want to dive a little bit into this. Hyde is a direct backup, Yep. but Hyde, I mean, you tell me if I'm wrong. I feel like he has injury history as well. 
He has a little bit, but the the difference between this injury and other injuries, Damian Williams, they can come out and say he's the clear-cut number one. That's fine. But it's not like he's locked in long-term. It, it, this is shaky ground. So any type of hiccup could be enough for him to lose that. Um, so, yeah, it, it's cause for concern. I did trade for Carlos Hyde in a dynasty league yesterday. Um, I, I He's going to get a chance to play <laughs> this year. I guarantee it in that offense. I, 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 in my feeling, I feel like all three of those running backs they currently have on that roster, uh, Darwin Thompson, I think all three of them are going to start at least two or three games this season. I mean, it's just going to be a mess back there. I, they're all produced when they start, but it's just going to be all over the place. Yep. Um, so Rob Kelly signed with the Saints. Uh, the only re- reason why this matters is because Javoris Allen is going to get placed on IR. I don't think either one has any fantasy relevance. I think they're just camp hands, but it's a name that people know. We should, we should talk about it. Good old fat Rob. Yeah. I love that guy. He was good for like two weeks, three weeks. Fumbles and pass protection. That was his problem. Well, uh, Tyree kill was carted off the field. Turned out to be just fine. Do you don't want to talk about it? He's fine guys. He's fine. It's a thigh bruise. I was hoping it was something way worse. Like a bruise to the neck or something? Uh, yeah, maybe somebody put him in a chokehold and punched him in the stomach whenever he was pregnant or maybe broke his child's arm, something like that maybe. Yeah, that would have been nice, but he's fine. <laughs> Did you see the freaking press conference where he, he was trying to explain it away? And he's like, oh, I was just teaching my son how to box. Your son's fucking three. Yeah, that's rough. I got no defense for the kid. He, yeah. <sighs> I don't know what kid you're talking about. Are you talking about like his kid? Or are you talking I about got, no Tyree Kill? I call everyone kid. He's he's younger than me. He's a kid. <laughs> Both kids. I feel bad for everyone. I don't. <laughs> whatever. Let's just move on. This is rough. I'm sweating. <laughs> I don't feel bad for Tyree Kill. I feel bad for his child. Yes. There. Okay. And fiance. Um, Ex fiance. She I, left him. Uh, oh, good. That's great news. I know. I hope she stays away. Yeah. They, they, okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, moving on. Derrick Henry um, is dealing with a calf strain. The projections are right now that he's going to be ready for week one. Um, I don't think there's any cause for concern. He's fine moving forward. Uh, do you agree, John? Yeah, I think so. If he doesn't play in a preseason game, however, which with running backs, usually don't care too much about. Um, I'm probably going to fade him a little bit in week one. I want to see it first before I trust him. We have seen some just abysmal performances from this guy early on in the season. So if I have a comparable play, uh, flex play or something, I think I'd go with that. Not going to play him in DFS week one early on until I see him perform to par. 100%. But I drafted him in a couple leagues early drafts and I feel okay about it. I don't know. Yeah. Um, AJ green is dealing with a minor ankle injury. Like we talked about before, he did go under surgery. Um, it does not change anything with his timetable still six to eight weeks, but just something to note that he did go into the knife and, you know, I will say this. They just flashed up on NFL network. I have on in front of me and it did say the expectation. Now it seems to be solid two to three games missed minimal. Um, so yeah, that sixty-eight, six to eight type, six to eight week time frame basically says he should return week three. Um, so he's missing week one and two, which you know I'm Forty ers guy. They play week two. Not that I'm happy he's injured, but that does play into it. 
Um, again, keep in mind, uh, Tyler Boyd had better splits with him than without him, but it's a new offensive system. Think a little bit more Los Angeles Rams and a little bit less terrible Marvin Lewis. I think he's going to slide in drafts, and he's going to be a terrific late season. Like yep. He's going to be great. Like It's going to be a great um, draft value you're going to get for that guy. Yep. Um, so last piece of news is – Pretty much Golden Tate is going to get suspended for at the least uh, three or four games. I didn't realize that he turned himself in for for taking the the pills that he did. Yeah. He's self-reported. That's ca- I don't know how I feel about that. I feel like I like you more, little Golden Tate, but you're kind of dumb. Like, Well, so he's doing the in vitro whatever fertility treatment so that he and his family can have children, which is a great thing. The NFL is going to suspend him. Meanwhile, Tyreek Hill... <laughs> NFL, what is wrong with you? But uh, there's no proof. I don't feel bad for Golden Tate, though. No, you don't? Nah. Oh, I mean, I, I, I'm like that he turned himself in, but I mean, what's the proof that he was really trying to get, you know, like it is banned for a reason. Like, you know, you can yeah. tell any story you want. Bottom line is whatever. Um, Jamison Crowder is going to resume practice. We kind of talked about earlier. He's, it looks like he's going to be ready for the season. There's nothing to worry about. Um, and that's about it. That's all the big news we have, John, as of right now. Yeah, also just one little uh, tidbit. i got to throw your team out there. Fitzpatrick seems to have the number one job already locked up just like less than a week in camp, and it seems like the QB1 has been decided. I don't know how I feel about this. I think he's uh, he's going to start week one. He's I think he's a better quarterback right now, but I think Josh Rosen's going to be Starting, everyone thinks he's going to start, I think, probably like week nine. Yeah. Um, but once he starts, it's going to be a completely different offense. Mm-hmm. They play, com- I think they're going to play completely differently. I mean, Fitzpatrick just bombs the ball, and I think uh, Rosen's going to be more of a dink and dunk mobile quarterback. Um, so it, it's going to be interesting to see how they morph with Rosen back there. And, I mean, I personally, I would probably trade for Kenyon Drake early because I think his value is going to be pretty low with Fitzpatrick back there. That's yeah. just... Yeah. I'm with you, man. Oh, nice. But yeah, so that's going to do it for news and notes. And we are about to get into our quarterback talk. But before we do, I want to say head over to eatsleepfantasy.com. Our draft kit is live. We have been recording, man, probably about nine separate audio clips for different articles and stuff that's out there. And those are continually being refreshed to the draft kit. It's it's an ever-evolving amoeba. <laughs> of fantasy information. It is everything that you need over there. So again, head over to eatsleepfantasy.com, hit subscribe. It is under the platinum subscription, which is just $20 for the whole year, um, which is super cheap. And let me just say this, this happened to one other person. I, I want to make sure I just address it. If you go to log in, if you've been a long time subscriber, we want to say thank you. But if it says that you are not authorized to see the content after you sign in, that means your membership has expired from the last calendar year. No worries. Uh, Please feel free to reach out to me at JL underscore Chapman or eatsleepfantasy at gmail.com, and we will be able to help you guys out. You just got to do a new membership. So there's there's a free membership option, which if you're wanting to look at ranks, that's all you got to do is sign up for the new membership. It's free. You just got to click subscribe, hit that membership, and then you'll be good to go. But if you want the draft kit, you do have to subscribe to ESF Platinum. That is there for you. We're like for real. 2019 ESF is like, it's going for real. We're like the T2 
the T100, like the guy that goes through bars of fantasy content. That's pretty good, John. Is this part of the podcast? Hell yeah. We know <laughs> Dale's not cutting this out. Exactly. <laughs> Awkward silence. <laughs> this is what the people pay for, Armando. So, all right, enjoy that. Now let's jump over. Man, it is time for quarterback talk. And goodness, I remember whenever I first started playing fantasy, which, goodness, well over 16 years ago. I, I'm old man now. Um, quarterbacks used to be the thing. And it took a long time for the evaluation process to be, hey, guess what? You can wait on quarterback very, very long. However, last year, if you did wait and you got lucky and you got Patrick Mahomes, you probably won your entire league off of that one play. Um, So I don't want to talk a lot about the top tier guys, which is very, very normal. But what I do want to ask you, Armando, how early are you willing to take Patrick Mahomes? Look, I'm going to be – I have him ranked number one. I think it's consensus. Besides Dale, who has him at three, um, he has Deshaun Watson at one. I don't think I would take Patrick Mahomes before round seven. Whoa. I, so you will never get Patrick Mahomes. His average draft and redraft uh, – position and redraft is the first pick in the third round. Okay. Um, I think la- this is just for my quick reasoning. I think last year was an anomaly. I think he's a great quarterback. I think he's going to be the best this season. But that gap that he had between everyone else is going to shrink. He has to come back down to earth slightly. I'm sure he's going to see. I'm still. He's going to be great, but there's no way he does that back to back years. I mean, it's only been done three or four times ever in the NFL. So I just, you know, that gap cannot be sustained. So I mean, I just don't see a reason to necessarily reach for a quarterback. There's so many other positions that need to be filled. I do like that you talked about filling a gap with Patrick Mahomes. Um, I think that there's some um, innate kind of Freudian stuff going on in your head right there. Uh, was that sexual innuendo? That is correct. Mm. Ding, ding, ding. What do we have for our winner today? <laughs> <laughs> um, now, here's the deal. I mean, what he did last year, 50 touchdowns, over 5,000 passing yards. He had 11 more touchdown passes than the next person, Andrew Luck, with 39. So even if he regresses, let's say he drops to 4,000 yards and 40 touchdowns, he's still a top three quarterback regardless. Um, now, I will say uh, the fact that Tyreek Hill is back is huge for him, but I am not taking a quarterback early. I would be willing to take him in the fourth round probably, which means, again, I will never get him. Um, it's it's. Is he going like first three rounds right now? His His ADP right now is the first pick in the third round, so 37th overall. That's his average draft position. I mean, like you have guys like Andrew Luck, Deshaun Watson, who can all put up the, you know, could possibly do the same thing Mahomes did. I just don't see a reason why you, I mean, I I guess it's more of like, you know, you're going to get this from Mahomes, but I think you'll get something similar from Watson and Luck at the very least. And so if if you feel that way, you know, Andrew Luck is going at the end of the fourth round and Aaron Rodgers and Deshaun Watson, they're all going kind of in a clump. So you have a solid... 24 pick difference between Patrick Mahomes and whoever you think the next best quarterback is. Um, whether that's Luck, Watson, Rodgers, Mayfield, whomever. There's that tier there. And this is what's important about rankings. You know, we could say somebody's the number two quarterback. That doesn't mean they should go right after the number one quarterback is gone. 
uh, th that's the tiered ranking approach that we'd love to take. Um, which that is on part of the draft kit. So again, uh, you want to see those, we have those available for you. So just to go over this really quick. So our first tier, just so people know we have what Mahomes, Watson, Luck as our top tier. That's mine. Um, I have those two, one, two, three, and you have now hold on because you do not have Watson in your top. You have him ranked sixth. I mean, he had he had six games that were really good uh, two years ago, and last year he was good, but he was an elite. So I have him at four. I'd rather have um, a couple other guys. And I will like say Cam this Newton. though, with Deshaun Watson, his rookie year he averaged more points per game than Patrick Mahomes did last year. Exactly. Um, so we, he just can he sustain it? He finished as the QB number five last year. Uh, the biggest problem with him is, you know, he led the NFL in most sacks. He was that offensive line was trash. They spent a first and second round pick to upgrade that offensive line. Is that going to help with rookies out there? Shouldn't be bad, but you have to pay attention to your league scoring format. If you have a penalty, if you're getting penalized for sacks, that's a big deal. I think he was sacked like 39 times or something crazy. Like that's off the top of my head. It could be wrong, but that's a lot. That's a lot of points. <laughs> yeah. Um, so s something to keep in mind, just your league format system. But you have somebody, you are higher on Baker Mayfield than any other ranker. Walk us through your your madness to your brain well, head. Look, every year you're looking for somebody who's going to be the next big thing. And I think that if you had to throw a dart at any of these guys, who's going to explode? I mean, I think it's Baker Mayfield. He has the highest chance. You have He, he got Odell Beckham. Um, he's going into his second year, so he's a little more, you know, ready for the season, ready for the NFL speed. You have Jarvis Landry, you have Joku, you have Chubb, and he performed so well late in the season with Kitchens back there. I just, you know, I want to swing for the fences when I play fantasy football to, to in a way. And I think Baker Mayfield has that potential to be the next Patrick Mahomes this season, um, especially. So that's why I have him that high. I like where he's going in drafts. I think he has the potential to be the number one quarterback. But there's also that you're hedging your bets where he might not be. So that's why I don't have him one. But I think he could do that. No, that I, yeah, it does make perfect sense. He averaged 22 points per game last year. He only started 14, but he finished as the quarterback 16. So it's not like – let me say this. He got better as time went on for sure. The addition of Odell Beckham is absolutely bananas. So you have to factor that in. The problem is they run the ball a lot. Um, so this is going to be an interesting offense with Freddie Kitchens calling all the shots now because there's still a lot of question marks here. Uh, they go out and they add Kareem Hunt, and I know he's not coming until later, but what if they just go super run heavy? I wouldn't be surprised. Um, especially in the AFC North, a lot of tough defenses. Um, it's going to be interesting to see. But if you had to, he's one of those guys that is a huge swing and a miss. Would you be shocked if Baker Mayfield finished as the 18th quarterback? Yes, I would be. My mind would be blown um, if that happens. I can't. I can't see him finishing outside of top 12. But his ceiling is one. Like I think he could do that. But with you can't finish. I mean, he has Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry. Like, that offense is going to move. Yeah, if they run the ball a lot, sure. But they're going to have the ball so much and score so many points. Like, you can't cover anybody. Like, it's just going to be – I don't know. I yeah. just 
I don't know. I, my problem with him is interceptions. You know, he was two. He threw two fewer interceptions than the league leader Ben Roethlisberger last year, despite playing in two fewer games. Yeah, um, the, he didn't. He's he a didn't boomer have, bust QB. That's what he is. But he also didn't have a true number one wide receiver at Odell true. Beckham. That's true. Very true. Very I mean, true. Jarvis Landry has never been has never been the, the number two wide receiver on a roster, and I feel like that's going to help him having Odell there. I think they're both going to be really consistently. I mean, I don't know if, how Odell's going to do personally, but that offense is going to be wide open. There's just so many skill players on offense. I like it. I want to jump now to my number four quarterback, who I am higher on, and that is Matt Ryan. Um, I Here's the deal with Matt Ryan. I've been off of the Matt Ryan bandwagon for a long time, but what he is doing, you know, finishes the number three quarterback in fantasy last year, and Good Lord, uh, 4,900 passing yards, 35 touchdowns, and a lot of people don't know, he added three touchdowns rushing, which is huge. Um, Matt Ryan was an absolute beast last year, and I think it's only going to get better this year. Um, every single receiving target that he had has returned. Everybody seems healthy, and if Calvin Ridley is going to improve at all, I think that this benefits Matt Ryan. You know, Dirk Cutter is now the offensive coordinator there, who I think is a bad NFL coach, but he puts up a lot of yards and a lot of points. But you do not like Matt Ryan. So tell me why I'm crazy. Well, I don't think you're absolutely crazy. I mean, I do like Austin Hooper, Calvin Ridley, Julio Jones, Devontae Freeman. I like all that. But now they're getting Devontae Freeman back healthy last year. They did not have a really true good RB. I don't love Tevin Coleman whatsoever. Um, and back in 2017, when Devontae Freeman was healthy, he only threw for 20 touchdowns and 4,000 yards. So that's almost 1,000 yards less. You know, I'm looking at the fantasy finishes chart, and this is funny. Every other year, he has been yep. awful. Yep. So that's exactly these are, starting in 2012, these are the uh, quarterback finishes for Matt Ryan. He was 7 in 2012 to 14, 7 to 19, 2 to 15, and 3 last year him and cam newton i swear man they they alternate years uh, one year cam's amazing the next year Matt ryan's amazing so yeah if we're following that trend that would seem to say pump the brakes a little bit i mean i think four thousand yards 20 touchdowns is still fine um and i mean austin hooper is coming into year three i think he's gonna ascend a little more right um so we'll see i i don't have a problem drafting matt ryan as my number one i have him at 13 you know, but I think if I'm drafting someone like Matt Ryan, I'm also going to be looking at someone like Kirk Cousins in that range. I don't know where, you know, I don't know what I'm going to get from Matt Ryan because, like, he is inconsistent year to year. So that's my one worry. Yeah, I'll say this. I believe that quarterback is so deep this year. I am waiting super, super, super late. Even in Superflex Dynasty, like, mocks. Like, I'm waiting until very, very late. I have no problem starting, you know, Guys like Josh Allen, um, I, I think that the rushing upside is there. He's going number 21, Mitch Trubisky, 22. Like, those guys, I have no problem with these guys that are going way, way later as my starting quarterback. I just don't care. All right, so then let's see here. Where is your tier cutoff with these second-raked guys? Um so I'm going to go off our consensus. Okay. Um, we have uh, Matt Ryan, Rogers, Wilson, Wentz, Baker Mayfield, and Cam. Um, that is kind of my for tier two. Um, I think all those guys have or can finish number one. 
but their chances of doing that are a little less than the three guys we have above them. Gotcha. gotcha. Yeah. So that's why they're kind of tier two for me. Cam Newton's interesting. I think that he is kind of a little low, even though we have him at five overall. Um, I know my ranks, I had him down at nine, but I wanted to see his shoulder, and his shoulder looks good. So all of the injury concerns that we had for Cam, you know, we saw what happened last year, and if you haven't watched All or Nothing on Amazon, go watch that. It is freaking awesome. Um, but Cam Newton's back healthy. He went from not being able to throw the ball at all um, to he's looking like him old self, which is very inaccurate, but uh, the rushing totals alone are going to keep him as a top 10 QB no matter what. So I just want to say this. I think this is – you can tell me if I'm wrong. Um, I think this is the best offense he's ever had around him. Curtis Samuel, DJ Moore, Christian McCaffrey, you know, Greg Olson's back, possibly healthy. Yeah, um, I agree they, completely. I really, really do. And the offensive line as well. Uh, not a bad offensive line. Yeah, so we'll see. That's my, my tier cutoff. So who do we have in our next tier, John? So it starts off with Russell Wilson, which this one's interesting to me because, you know, Russell Wilson has never missed a game in the NFL. Um, he has finished as the number one overall quarterback in fantasy in 2017. But the problem is this. Pete Carroll and that offense, they have decided they are just going to run the hell out of the ball. And we saw this in the playoff game where they just basically said, we're just going to keep running it no matter what, and it cost them the playoff game. But uh, he is going to be the most efficient quarterback in the league, probably one of the top two guys. But his volume is just not going to be there to get him up high. Um, so, for example, if we look at what he did last year, he only attempted 427 passes. Okay, uh, to put that in context, Ben Roethlisberger threw 675 passes. So you've got a guy throwing literally 150 more attempts. That's rough. And you add to the fact Russell Wilson didn't even rush for one touchdown last year. So he's going to be in this top 10 area, but because of lack of volume, you kind of have to push him down. He's kind of like a legacy pick, you know, like he's he was really good in the past. But right now, like you, you don't. No, like it's such a run heavy offense, like you said. Yeah. Like, and it, it has nothing to do with him or his play. His play is exactly. amazing. Yeah, um, yeah. 35 touchdowns on that many attempts is absolutely bonkers. And a lot of that was a, can he repeat that? I, I don't know. I'm on board with that. Um, so Carson Wentz, I think, is, I mean, I'll, I just want to talk about him a little bit. He's the biggest question mark out of anyone ranked in our top 12. Um, I like him. I like him a lot, man. Um, yeah, I have him ranked seventh. I'm quite a bit higher than everybody else is on Carson Wentz. And that's the thing. Like, He's looking great during training camp so far. And if he's healthy, that offense, you add. All they did was add. They're not losing anything. Um, you, you know, They bring back Deshaun Jackson. They go out and draft J.J. Arcega-Whiteside. You've still got Zach Ertz, who was the most targeted uh, tight end in NFL history and the most receptions in tight end history. Plus they're talking about getting the Dallas Goddard more involved. Like this is just, it's going to be one of the top um, passing offenses in the league. They finished seven overall with passing offense last year. I, I think that's going to continue. The only concern there is his health, but that offensive line is top three in the NFL. I, I think, I like to bet on him. I really do. I think you can get him so cheap right now. The last time he was healthy, he was putting up MVP numbers. So, I mean, last year he wasn't like most of the season. It was 
he didn't mediocre. look right last year. Um, yeah. His back was a problem early. Yeah. I don't disagree with you. I have him at nine. Um, I agree with everything you said. I do. I think he has the most question marks out of anybody just because of his health and he's, you know, couple injuries back to back you know there's things to be worried about and so like this is my thing with quarterback position i don't care about health i don't care uh if it's running back or wide receiver i factor that in so much more however i don't care if i draft carson Wentz. let's say i take him as the number 10 quarterback off the board you know he's going relatively late he's currently going um in the almost the eighth round so let's say i get him which I'm usually not drafting a quarterback that early, and he goes down. So what? I'm going to pick up Josh Allen. So what? I'll get Kirk Cousins. I'll get Ryan Fitzpatrick. So what? Like, that is a risk I want to take. I am not the type of guy that's going to roster two quarterbacks because if I'm in a standard league with 12 different teams and everybody carries two quarterbacks, guess what? That's 24 quarterbacks gone, meaning there are eight starters still out there in the NFL. And you can always trade for a backup quarterback. That's just something I believe in. Um, I usually want one quarterback and one tight end, and I'm loading up on running backs uh, with how, in a, like a very normal kind of traditional redraft league. That is what I'm going to do. Um, so this is a theory that I was told to by Pod Vader, um, and you tell me your feelings on it. Um, the players that put up the most fantasy points in most leagues are quarterbacks. So why don't you try and draft the best quarterbacks? Okay. And I was in a couple. I was in a couple leagues with him, and he stuck to that, and he drafted quarterbacks in the first two rounds. I mean, he did fine in leagues because he had the best quarterback, but it wasn't like his other positions were not as strong. So. Take it away, John. Okay. So this has to do completely with the law of scarcity and economics, the kind of supply-demand. So you are correct. They do score the most points. But here's the difference between Patrick Mahomes, who averaged 30.9 points a game, and the number 28 quarterback, Ryan Fitzpatrick, who scored 26.7 points a game. So you're dropping down to the 28th quarterback, and there's just a four-point difference. That is all. Now, if you look at running back or wide receiver or any of those things, the drop-off is gigantic, okay? So if we look at, um, let's just say the number one, Saquon Barkley, averaged 24 points per game as a running back, and we drop down to that exact same number 28 running back, 10.1 points a game for Naheem Hines. That is a 14-point drop. And I think it's even more catastrophic whenever you look at, guess what? You have to start three running backs on most leagues, uh, maybe two in a flex, but still, there's only one quarterback. So the the difference between that jump between the number one and 28 player at your position, I think that is the difference. Whenever you look at quarterback and it's only four points a game, um, that is the difference. And so, again, if we do the same thing at wide receiver, DeAndre Hopkins, 21.1 points a game at number one. We drop down to Golden Tate at number 28, 12 points. So it's a little bit less, but that's a nine-point gap, whereas, again, we go back to quarterback, that's a four-point drop. That's it. Thank you, John. I couldn't agree with you more. <laughs> um, so I just have a little bit of a different uh, strategy when it comes to quarterbacks. I just want to throw it out there. I like to draft two quarterbacks when I'm waiting on quarterbacks. Okay. I I – and that's like when I'm waiting to like round 12, I'm talking about like, I like getting myself a Philip rivers and then swinging for the fences, like for Mitch Trubisky. Um, 
So I like to have that steady hand back there just to be safe. I'd rather be safe than sorry. Um, so that's just my like little quirk I like to have when I'm drafting quarterbacks. I like it. Um, so uh, what's our next tier, John? All right. So the tier after that, this is where it drops considerably, I believe, is right after Carson went. So uh, that tier of Drew Brees, you know, safe, but he's not going to be that high up there. Uh, Matt Ryan, Baker Mayfield, Jared Goff, Carson Wentz. Once you get past that number 11 number, this is where question marks start. Okay, and I'll rattle off a couple names here. Uh, Jameis Winston, Ben Roethlisberger, Kirk Cousins, Trubisky, and Phillip Rivers. I think that's, you could include Dak there. I think I will just because he's performed very well. He's never been outside of a top 12 uh, quarterback. His rushing potential definitely helps. But these are guys that all have question marks. Um, do you have a favorite quarterback in this tier? I think if I had to throw my hat into any ring, it would be Kirk Cousins. I mean, he's been consistently top 10. I mean, his numbers are kind of erratic, like 9 points, 30 points, and that's his issue. But he will win you a week. And but the good thing about Kirk Cousins is you know when he's going to suck. If it is a exactly. primetime game, you just don't play him. So if you're exactly. a two-quarterback guy and you have Kirk Cousins and Josh Allen, you just understand never you'll start Kirk Cousins all year unless it's a primetime game. And you're golden. Yep. I, I don't disagree with that. <laughs> the other guy I like a lot in this in this ring is uh, Jameis Winston. I've talked about a lot. Bruce Arians over there and Chris Godwin, Mike Evans. Like that offense is just gonna move the ball so much. OJ Howard. They can't and even run Ronald it. Jones. They cannot run it. It's Ronald Jones, bro. He's gonna be fine. <laughs> Top sixteen this year, guys. Hear this. Uh, <laughs> uh. Hey, hey, I trust me, man. I have this is this is my number one call. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. <laughs> I like it. It's funny. We're doing a quarterback rankings show, and somehow you still manage to get that piece of shit involved in this episode. Just wait till we start talking about Kyler Murray. I'm going to bring up some Chase Edmonds. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, well, let's bring up Kyler Murray because I think that he is pretty close to this tier. I don't have him there, but I think he's going He's going to be drafted up this high. His ADP does not fit in this tier. He's going ahead of Cam Newton right now as far as average draft position. What the fuck? Really? Yeah, he's going with uh, eighth round six pick, and Cam Newton is currently going at the nine, ninth round second pick. That's absurd. Yeah. That is fucking absurd, guys. Please, listen to me. If you're listening to me ever, forget about Ronald Jones. Do not draft Kyle Murray that early. It's, <laughs> it's the shiny new toy, man. Um, it's number one overall pick. People are fans. Um it's what it is. You know, I was in a dynasty startup, and somebody took Kyler Murray in the first round. It was a one-quarterback league, and this was a money league, and somebody did that. Like, the hype and all those things are out there. You know, they see Cliff Kingsbury. They see this new offense. Uh, they see Kyler Murray winning the Heisman and putting up crazy numbers. It's And the thing is this. This always happens. Everybody saw what happened with the people that drafted Pat Mahomes last year, which is in a very similar situation. And they want to catch lightning in a bottle for the second time. So you can't draft Pat Mahomes now because his draft position is so high. So get the next best thing. And people are seeing Kyler Murray or Baker Mayfield. And that's why they're going so high, even though they've never had fantasy production to keep up with that. Look, I think that's crazy. Uh, I contribute a lot to Patrick Mahomes' Last year to Andy Reid, I think he does 
really he does a really good job at molding offenses to their quarterback. Look at Donovan McNabb. Yeah. Um, look at Nick Foles when he was Vic. there. Like, yeah, exactly. Like they, they, I mean, for those two seasons when he came out of out of a prison, he was great. You know, <laughs> so. I don't know if Kyler Murray is going to do that. I can't see. He doesn't have a Tyree kill. He doesn't have a Travis Kelsey. You know, he has a bunch of rookies and David Johnson and a sophomore and Christian Kirk. But, like, it, it's just not the same offense. I don't see that happening. Uh, he's probably the biggest risk right now in my book, just off ADP. That, that's absurd. I mean, yeah. he went in the fourth round of our um, fishbowl league. Like, that's – like, why? Two-quarterback league, I was able to get Mitch Trubisky in, what, six? I'd rather have him. I'd take him straight up over Kyler Murray. The rushing rushing potential is huge. Um, I, I get it. The volume's going to be there. But, again, uh, he's going from playing behind the greatest offensive line probably ever in college football history at Oklahoma. Like, I, I'm a Longhorn fan, so whenever I say this, like, understand. That offensive line at Oklahoma was one of the best of all time. Now he's playing behind literally the second-worst offensive line in the NFL. Um, it's going to be get the ball out quick and all those things. I get it, and he has looked great in training camp. But you got to pump the brakes a little bit. Do not buy into the hype here. That is just way too much. Way too much. Yeah. For me, I have him at 23, and I think you have him at 17. And at that point, I don't think he's really draftable um, if he's going where you're saying. In a saying. standard like, league. Yeah, that's just crazy. But, hey, man, maybe draft him. He has a crazy week one, and you can trade him. Um, because again, you're playing off of your league mates, um, emotions. And so he is one of those guys that if he does get hot early, man, buy low, sell high is very, very simple. And so whenever your emotional thing is, oh man, this guy might be the best ever. Your whole league is thinking that as well. And you just got to find that one guy. Um, yep. and it's funny. The, yeah, go, ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, we call this the Terrell Pryor effect. Ugh. That's what that's what I call it. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. You uh, on, you want to roll? I, I was just gonna say, like on NFL Network right now, they're playing an entire montage just to Kyler Murray. This is where the hype comes from. Um, you shove it in people's faces enough, and they want to buy it. Um, so the one guy we haven't talked, who I feel like could be in the tier we just talked about, is Jimmy Garoppolo. He's coming off a pretty big injury last year. What are your thoughts on him and kind of like that possibility of ascending? Cause you are a San Francisco guy. So I have the 49ers projected as the seventh best offense in the NFL, as far as total yards, Good the, damn. the biggest, pro, well, they've been top 10, even with Nick Mullins, like their yards, Kyle Shanahan's passing yards is always top 12. Like no but, matter what the problem, to, go ahead. Just to contradict you, they're playing against, um, I mean, they're down by a lot of points a lot of times last year. So I mean, that's kind of it. Kind of skews it, you know. They're trying. They're trying to put up yards. That, you know, it's going to be fair. different. The the one critique that you can have of Kyle Shanahan's offense is they suck in the red zone, um, and that has always been the case, except for that one year when the Falcons went to the Super Bowl. But even then, uh, Julio Jones still couldn't score touchdowns. But here's the deal: the passing volume and yards are going to be there. So if you're in a four point per touchdown pass league you should bump jimmy garoppolo up so the passing yards are going to be there if you're into you know bonuses for 300 yard passing games he's going to be in there but his passing touchdowns is going to be pretty low i think if he hit 25 passing touchdowns this year that would be good but i don't think that there's a problem if he plays all 16 games he will have 4,000 plus yards passing 
Um, that's, I mean, it's going to happen. I guarantee it. So I love him. His volume is great. It's just, can he cash in in the red zone? If he can, then you're talking about a, a top seven quarterback instead of, you know, kind of that 10 to 15 quarterback. Yeah. And they've invested heavily in, um, in the draft with some talent on wide receiver. I mean, Dante Pettis is, I feel like Dante Pettis has the potential to be elite if he can catch a few more touchdowns. Yep. Um, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I, I like him. I don't mind settling on him. However, I don't think that he's that just the touchdowns is what's the problem there. Is he someone you would draft um, when you talk about drafting late? Is that your tier that you're looking at, the Jimmy Garoppolo tier, or where are you I have Cousins that? slightly ahead of Jimmy Garoppolo, um, and so if if Cousins is gone, then I'm I'd love to get Jimmy Garoppolo. So Jimmy Garoppolo plus Josh Allen. So you have your safe high volume guy. Uh, in Jimmy Garoppolo with your crazy could be the number one quarterback in a week and rush for 150 yards, Josh Allen. Like the, I want safe and consistent, and then I want like the huge home run play. If I'm doing two quarterbacks, which I usually don't, but if I do that, then that's what I would do. All right, I don't disagree with that. Um, so what we're in our fourth tier right now. Which which uh, player starts off this tier? All right, so with where we finished off, uh, I think Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be kind of that cut. He's the cutoff. And so Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, Tom Brady, um, I think those guys are kind of in their own. But for me, uh, I'm very low on Tom Brady. I, I just I think they're just going to run the ball like crazy. I don't think that his numbers or volume are going to be very high. I just don't see no. it this year. No, I he's like – for me, almost undraftable because the upside's yeah. so low. He's not even safe at this point. I think he's a good quarterback. NFL quarterback is completely different than fantasy football. Yep. Um, I have I have him at 26. You have him at 23. You and know, all might... throughout his career, he averages almost like five fantasy points less without Gronk in the lineup. And Gronk's gone. They didn't replace him. Um, the wide receiver options there are weak. Uh, you could say whatever you want about Edelman, but – what do you do after that? Exactly. I mean, we'll see what, I mean, Josh Gordon might come back if he does, they need that big body receiver. He could put him over the top, but as of right now, as it stands, he's not coming back. Um, and I don't think they have anyone else besides Edelman that could ascend. I mean, right now there's a lot of hype behind Maurice Morris. Let's see if that's real. They have built that entire team for, uh, run the ball more than anybody else in the NFL, like them in Seattle, they're going to be near the league lead and check the ball down, short passes, accurate passes, don't allow a pass rush to get to you. Everything is just super quick passing. Um, so, nope. Yep, nope. <laughs> um, the guy that I feel like is kind of right in the next tier is Matthew Stafford. What are your? I like him. I feel like that's we're kind of everyone's kind of low on him. I have at eighteen. You have him at twenty five. I don't know. Like that feels. He has been good in the past. He has been top 10 in the past. Why are we so low on this kid? Yeah, uh, four out of the last five years, he's been top eight. Seven, eight, seven, eight. Then Matt Patricia comes along, fires Jim Bob Cooter, 20. Um, the volume, again, just dropped off. Matt Patricia, I, I have him as the second worst head coach in the NFL, um, only ahead of Adam Gase. I don't know, man. His whole idea is just slow the game down, go back to 1980s football. But you've got a gunslinger back there at quarterback. You've got Kenny Galladay. You've got Marvin Jones. Um, you know, they just released Theo Riddick because they just they don't want to throw the ball like they used to. They're changing their offense completely. 
They want C.J. Anderson. They want on Johnson. They want a blocking tight end, and they want to, again, copy and paste what New England is doing now. So all of this has to do with volume. Uh, Matt Stafford should be a top 10 quarterback. He has the weapons. Uh, he has the arm. Uh, it's just the volume is no longer there that we've always associated with Matthew Stafford in his career. It's gone. I think that this is going to be Matthew Stafford's best NFL season and possibly his worst fantasy football season. I think, that's I think that's the, well said. Yeah, well said. Yeah. Uh, it, you know, like that defense is going to improve, and I just think that's going to also cause Stafford to have less opportunity to throw. It's going to be interesting to watch them develop throughout the season. But, yeah, I, I, I like him because there is that potential to be a boom because Kenny Galladay is just amazing, um, and Marvin Jones is really good. Like they have a good – they have all the right pieces. It's just to see if that defense and offensive line can hold up the rest of the season, the whole season. Yep. I like it. And the funny thing, you know, we're getting down to these guys that are going to be undrafted. You don't have to rush on quarterback, guys. Um, you just don't. You don't have to do it. You can pick up Ryan Fitzpatrick off the waivers, and he's going to finish as a top 15 quarterback when he plays. He might not finish out the season, but he'll be a top 15 points per game quarterback that you can just get off of waivers. Yeah. I mean, every year that he started, I mean, even with Tampa Bay, he was undrafted, backup, and he was just, people were starting him over, you know, guys like Aaron Rodgers. Um, for those few weeks he was starting. In the previous year with the Jets, I mean, he was the best season the Jets have ever had in quarterback. So, Ryan Fitzpatrick's going to be fine. You know, like, if if he if you wait completely like like John's talking about, you get yourself Ryan Fitzpatrick for a few weeks, you'll be fine. Yeah. I like it. Um, but before we jump off, I do want to take a second and just thank our sponsor at FantasyGo.com. We've been talking about this, guys. It is live. It is time to go. Uh, you want to make money or you want to improve your fantasy team, head over to FantasyGo.com. These guys are the Uber of the fantasy industry. Pick your analyst, and they can help you out with lineup changes, setting your lineup, who to stay away from, waivers, trades, draft, whatever. You pick what you want, and you pay for who you want and exactly what you want. And uh, on the flip side of that, if you want to be an analyst and make some money off of fantasy football, who doesn't? Um, hashtag eat, sleep, fantasy. Um, head over there. Sign up as an analyst. Complete your profile, which is available now, and start making some money. That was great, John. I do have a question for you because this was kind of a no fun podcast. <laughs> um, ball hair and shaving them. We've kind of had a chat going on about this. I don't fully like. I'll be honest. I don't do a lot of stuff like that. And I don't. Never really had a conversation about it. So you can tell me a little bit about it, John, how it works. So um, I, <laughs> that is the greatest question ever. Um, yes, I, I do believe in trimming the hedges. Um, now I, I will, this is a little bit of a teaser, a little pun there. Um, we are going to be having some, uh, new information coming to you guys soon on how you can make your nether regions look marvelous. So, uh, yeah, I but am a, why, but why John Dude, What do you mean? Why it's more sanitary hair carries bacteria, but w okay. What are you sanitizing down there? Like, like sweat, I just... like I work out a lot. Uh, sweat and all those things is carried so in you, there. So um, you wash it. You clean, you get some like, you know, Dr. Bronner's soap and you clean it. So here's the deal. This is one of the times where I wish we had a video feed so that you can see that I am talking to Robin Williams after the set of Jumanji. Like he's a mountain man, literally. 
Um, you posted a picture of your Bitmoji. Do you remember what I said about it? No. <laughs> what? <laughs> Armando looks like if Ryan Seacrest joined ISIS. Um, so put that picture in your head. Mm-hmm. I got it. I got it. <laughs> it makes me smile a little bit on the inside. Um, Armando is a man. Um, let's see here. A manly man, a sexy man. You're all of those things, but you yeah. are quite hairy, my friend. Yeah, um, that's fair. Yeah, and and so that's what it is. Me, I, I have, I I am clean and shaven. I don't have facial hair. I uh, I like to be clean. My wife likes me clean, so uh, she doesn't like get, the hair down there. Yeah, no, I, I do it upon request. Um, but that's about it. <laughs> hey man, there's there's different people out there. I like clean. I like uh, plus it improves the visual, whatever. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I don't. Yeah, all right, you can. That, that might be enough to convince me. <laughs> we we might have to do like a challenge, like <laughs> you post a picture beforehand and after, and then we can take yeah. votes. Yeah, that's fair. That that'd be a good way to kick off this football season. <laughs> you can actually see your balls. That's yeah. the goal. Yeah, I like it. I like the idea of seeing my balls. All right, awesome. Thank you. <laughs> Good. All right. Thanks, guys. Have a great night <laughs> or morning. We're, we, we can't go past this. It's just done now. <laughs> yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, goodbye. Yeah. Eat, sleep, fantasy. You rocking with the best. NFL fantasy football podcast. We talking mock drafts, running backs. Better follow the conversation with John, Dale, Christian, and Armando. Screaming, eat nation. We doing what we like. Tune in every week. Guarantee we get it hype. Fantasy. Football enthusiasts, I know you plan to be joining us on Eat Sleep Fantasy. Yeah, Eat Sleep Fantasy. Uh Eat Sleep Fantasy. Five Hour Energy helps you get through your crazy on the go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, Strawberry Banana and Tropical Burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. Five Hour Energy helps you get through your crazy on the go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details.